0: I'm so glad you guys are here today. Thank you for not caving into culture. It's the last weekend to get away. I'm glad you guys are here. Um, you know, because there's something really exciting I want to tell you about. Some of you already know about this, but I just feel like there's something that's going to be a discovery for some of you, and it, it makes all the difference in our walk with the Lord, and it's, it's finding the voice of our heart. That's what it is. It's about your heart wants to sing. Your heart wants to speak to God. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Um, And uh, it's what I want to share with you. And I want to share from that passage that uh, Eric read just a little bit ago. Let's invite the Lord. Lord, we've brought our hearts to you this morning to, to sing to you. And we've brought our hearts to the table to have the covenant of grace renewed in our hearts. And now, Lord, I just pray that you'll 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 see that we want to bring our hearts before you to hear, with Lord, and um, we're all about trying to understand with our minds, uh, but I just don't want it to stop there, Lord. I, I want it to m- make its way to that place in us that you created, that fell badly but was restored perfectly in Christ. That you want to give voice to today, and so we invite you to come now in these few minutes of. Consideration of your word and, and for you to be the teacher in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the, you know, the passage that Eric read for us just a little bit ago is pretty well known to what part of it is the Lord's Prayer, right? And many of you recognize that, right? How many of you were sort of tempted to start in as soon as he said, and you know, because you're kind of conditioned maybe from some point in your life. I'm guessing that the, that passage of Scripture with the Lord's Prayer is among the most well known passages of Scripture. Uh, around the world. You know, John 3:16 psalm 23, the Lord's prayer, all of it right up there. We tend to learn it pretty early. That this passage that was read for you has been the single most influential passage in my life. This passage has done more to shape who I am as a believer and my walk with Jesus than anything else in all the scripture. I you know, I think many of you realize I wasn't raised in the church and and so i didn't have the the benefit of that kind of a christian upbringing but even as a kid i wanted god i remember just wanting god and and somehow I learned this Lord's Prayer. I don't, I don't really remember learning it, but I remember praying it all the time. I prayed it every night. I remember lying on the bottom bunk, and my brother Andy had the top bunk ahead, uh, top of me, and I remember looking up at those slats. Remember any bottom bunkers here? And looking up at the slats, and I remember every night I couldn't go to sleep without praying the Lord's Prayer, and, and you know, God bless mom, God bless dad, God bless my brother, you know, et cetera, right? And it was just, it was ingrained in me. And then God brought me to Karen in high school, the greatest day of my life. And, uh, and she led me to Christ, ultimately. And then this, as a Christian, I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to pray, and I found my way to this passage. Um, I remember in the late 80s. Uh, I read a book by Larry Lee called "Could You Not Tarry One Hour?" and he he just developed the whole sense of the Lord's Prayer beyond just a set of words and and what it what it really means. I, I I have just developed this in my own life. I wrote it into the discipleship training 200 level where you just learn to pray the Lord's Prayer, not just the words, but the sense of it, right? And then and and move on. I have taught this widely throughout. The country, as I've been invited to various little places over the years, but my favorite reminder re- remembrance of teaching this was in India, actually, and my very first trip there in 1995 with hundreds of pastors, and I taught the Lord's Prayer, and the sense of it, and and God was just so powerful among those persecuted believers there, and uh, yeah, and 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 it was just a wonderful wonderful opportunity. So this Lord's Prayer is so special to me. It means so much. It it forms even my my morning prayer to to this very day, every virtually I should say every day. I, I get up, I drink one full cup of coffee before I'm conscious. I'm I'm not addicted to coffee. I just can't live without it. And I I and and so once I become alert and I'm in the word and stuff, I I I just pray, I start, I just say Father in heaven and 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 that's such a powerful powerful thing. And then each line, you know, kind of. It, I don't just pray through the words, but I just stop along the way and let that thing roll. Sometimes I don't make it very far past our Father before I run out of time because what an amazing thing it is to be able to speak from our hearts, not just our heads, but from you know you, you know what I'm talking about that born again spot inside you, Patrick. I know you know. <laughs> The part that God created called the image of God, the imago Dei, the, the sense that God created you in the image of God, but it was completely broken by sin, by the fall, and perfectly restored by the blood of Christ and His resurrection, His conquest of the dead for us. And so, as we come to Christ, it's that part of you that's born again, and it's trying to get voice, right? I am here i am here it's kind of like it's kind of like in there and it's like what, what is that I mean we're so logical we're so cognitive and and I I just fear sometimes that sometimes as western believers we get we get sort of stuck with just a cerebral view of the gospel and we don't get to the place where the the spirit man the spirit woman I don't know if it has gender just trying to give you a connection point there um, you know that spirit person if you will is trying to is trying to get voice and that's what, that's what we want to do. We want to we help you. And some of you already know what I'm talking about, but you're already blessed by the fact that we're going to talk about it some more. And some of you are going, I want that. I, I, want, I want my heart to live or live bigger. And, and that's, that's really what this is about. So for the next seven weeks, Christian and I are planning to just work from the Lord's Prayer here and give you vocabulary words for your heart, heart. Okay? And, uh, you know, the first vocabulary word today is, is, is father. It's father. You can say that with your head, can't you? If I said, say father, you would. Yeah, and so your head just said it. But when your heart expresses father to God, there's, there's this whole thing that opens up. There's this whole really exciting, cool thing that opens up. It's the nature, it's the basis of our relationship. If you look at, at the, here, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, before Jesus told us what to pray, he told us how to pray. And he said, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your well done Father who's unseen, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And so Jesus is characterizing our relationship with God. As a child coming to his or her father. And there's something very important, something very powerful, something very special about that. And notice that he said that this conversation is, it's a secret conversation, isn't it? He says, go go on in there. Go on in there by yourself and close the door and have secret conversations with God. It's just between you and him, right? It's secret. And he's not saying that we shouldn't pray in public. Of course not. Because Jesus calls us to do that. But what he's saying is that our public prayers need to come off of a foundation of secret prayer. That we can't just pray in public and we certainly don't want to pray in public and be worried about what we sound like, right? And that's really common for believers, right? If I asked somebody, hey, would you stand up and lead us in prayer? Some of you would be fine and some of you go, oh, don't make eye contact, right? Do not not look at him now, right? Because it's very hard not to be Conscious or self conscious about, about praying out loud. But the whole thing changes when you develop a really um, healthy sense of secret prayer. Then it's like, yeah, sure, sure. I have stuff I can say. There's stuff that happens in secret that I'll never say in public. Hello? That's why it's secret. But this is, this is how he's characterizing our relationship. And he's also saying that it's intimate. It's between a father, and by that I mean that special relationship. Now imagine this in perfection, father and child. I had it with all my kids, all five. They're all too big to cuddle now, but I got grandkids. And there's a spot right here It fits them. It's perfect. It fits them. It doesn't matter how old they get, it still fits them. It's adjustable. <laughs> and there's such a dynamic there. Father, child, and and that's an intimate thing. And by intimate, I mean not only close, but there's nobody in between you and him. You don't need a priest. The Bible strictly forbids a human priesthood. Did you know that? Jesus said in Matthew 23, call no man father. Father. Don't let anybody get between you and him. You don't need anybody. The Bible says there's one mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Jesus Christ. You know Christ, yes or no? All right. Then you have direct access. You don't need anybody. Just go. Go to the quiet place, the secret place, and have this intimate kind of relationship with him. That's what we're talking about. And since it's a relationship of the heart, it has a language of its own. And that's where we're going to focus. It took me the longest time to learn this because I didn't have anybody around to help me. I just did it by trial and error. It was painful. But I just want to help you. I want to help you give voice, voice to your heart. It's a heart language. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says that it's not a language that is perceived with the natural mind. So if you're, if you're worried about, like if you're thinking about figuring it out, you're not going to get there. It's, it's about a trust in God and your relationship with him as your father and letting your heart speak. And it's a heart that speaks in, in worship. It's a heart that speaks in prayer. It's a heart that has this ongoing wonderful conversation with him as our father. So the first vocabulary word in this heart language is father. There you go. You may go. You can make a little card, vocab card, like I did in Greek, and put father on it. And put the definition on the other side, see if you can remember it. Let's talk about what that means. God presents himself to us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Correct? Yes or no? Okay? Now, that is a mystery too big for my brain. But because I should not let the complexity or the mystery of that strip me of the simplicity of the fact that God says I want to be your father. You know? My, my kids don't figure me out, right? But it doesn't take away from the fact that I am their father and they are my children. It's simple. It's no more complicated than that. So Jesus clearly teaches us that in order to, to maintain, develop and maintain a relationship with him or in this way, that it starts with an understanding that he is our father. He is, first of all, our father, right? Right? We've got to get. we got to get hold of this, and this thing about being our Father. It's something that can truthfully only be said by believers. Make sure you get hold of this. You know, there's this. There's this doctrine of the the universal fatherhood of God over all mankind, the universal brotherhood. That's un, that's not true according to the Bible. Uh, Jesus, when he was dealing with some unbelieving Jews, he told them, "Your Father is the Devil." That's a bad day. Your, your, so we're not born with God as our father in fact we are born outside of the generation of God that's what sin is but when we come to Christ we are brought into the family so this our father is something that can only be really said from the heart by people who have given their hearts to Christ John 1.12, how many thousands of times must I recite this verse? Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. We are not children of God at birth. At some point we become aware of the separation between ourselves and God and we come to Christ and his work on the cross then Yet to all who received, have you received Christ, Mike? You believe in his name. You are a son of the living God. You weren't before, now you are. Done. And he's your father. You know about your heart. You know how to talk to him from your heart. Father isn't just a word out of your mouth, is it? It's something that emanates from your heart. And you're in the presence of father, it changes everything. That's what we're talking about here. And he's our heavenly father, our father which art in heaven. Well, does that mean he's far away, off in some, (laughs) what did did Jesus himself say about the kingdom of heaven? The kingdom of heaven is what? At hand, near, here. He He said, it's within you. He said, you're living in it, man. This isn't heaven, don't get me wrong, All right but that the kingdom of heaven can break into our present reality through what Jesus Christ did on the cross and his conquest of the grave, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And so when we say our Father in heaven, we're saying he's here right now, but we don't mean he's far off, we mean he's perfect. He's our heavenly Father. He's perfect. Our models of fatherhood are pretty limited, aren't they? Because they're compromised by imperfection. I mean, other than Josh there, I don't know of anybody who's been a perfect father in their life. Am I right, Jamie? (laughs) Thumbs up. I'm sure you're a good father. Nobody's a perfect father. Dads? How many dads here? There are memories, aren't there, that you go, man, if I could do that over again. If I could just have that one back. I uh, know, and we can't, can we? So our models of fatherhood are compromised by our imperfections. But this says he's our heavenly father; he's our perfect father. And if he's our perfect, if he's our heavenly father, then we have to learn to speak the language of heaven. That's 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 the heart language. And the first vocabulary word is a father can your heart speak the word father sometimes you have to be healed from your relationship with your earthly father in order to get there that's a tough one nobody had a perfect father and so you know we all get that we give grace for that but some maybe you were abandoned entirely by your father you had no model of a father maybe you had a father that whose imperfections were so obvious, they were the dominant part of his life. Invite Holy Spirit to come and bring healing to that part of you so that you can encounter and experience God as your perfect heavenly Father. It all begins here. What Jesus is saying in the Lord's Prayer is that the whole thing, this conversation, this experience with God, begins with a heart realization that he is our father. One of my favorite authors is Martin Lloyd-Jones. He's, he's going to be with the Lord, of course, but he was an English uh, preacher uh, from the last century, and uh, I've read many of his books. My favorite is his, his commentary on the Sermon on the Mount, and this week I read him the, say this. He said, before you begin to make any petition, he's talking about the Lord's Prayer, before you begin to make any petition, before you begin to ask even for your daily bread, before you ask for anything, just realize that you, such as you are, are in the presence of your Father which is in heaven. That's where it starts. You're my Father. Father. Romans 8.15 says that we were not given a spirit of fear or slavery, but we've been given a spirit of sonship that because of Jesus and the coming of the Holy Spirit, we now understand that we are sons. We are daughters of the living God. Do 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 you dwell in that? In that reality on a spiritual level, on a heart level? I am a son of the living God. I am a daughter of the living God. That's when your heart begins to get some voice is when you can get there. So at the very heart of experiencing the kingdom of God in this present reality is allowing yourself to be fully embraced by the Father. Can you do that? Can you get there? Can you you see what's going on there? Now Jesus said, if you know how to do that, how much more will I or will your Father in heaven be able to do for you, with you, to you? If you know how to do that, if you understand the importance of that in all of our admitted imperfections, How much more is your Father in heaven waiting to bring into your relationship with Him so that your heart can speak? The passage in Romans 8 says that He's given us a spirit of sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. Abba. Can your heart say Abba? I know your brain can say it. Can your heart say Abba? Abba. Abba, Father, you're my Father. It all starts here. We do not miss this step. When he said, pray our Father, he said, here's how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. He said, start here. Sometimes you can't even get past that. You just sit in the fatherhood of God. It all begins here. Here's where the heart begins to speak. Here's where the heart gets that. Now, you can look at that and you can say I I know what's going on there. And some of your hearts long for that with God. And that's a good longing. I'm going to show you a series of pictures, and I want you to look at them, and I want you to see what's going on. And when you get to one, there may be many of them, where you say, I want that. That's what I want with God. When you see it, I just want you to let your heart say, Father. Just let, maybe your words, but just say, Abba. Father. Let your heart yearn for it. As you see these pictures and you see what it is that you're yearning for, just say, Father.